Welcome to the YA Cafe, where we share conversations about books for teachers, readers, and caffeine addicts everywhere. On today's episode, we'll be talking about On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Grab a mug of your favorite beverage, friends, and let's talk books. Have you tried the Radio Public app? It's a great app where you can find all of your favorite podcasts like this one. You'll experience the same great content for free and will receive a small kickback every time you listen there. This is a great way to support any podcast you enjoy. Come find us over on Radio Public. Welcome, y'all. As always, our first segment will be spoiler-free, and so you can stick around even if you haven't checked out the new novel yet. I'm Amanda Thrasher. And I'm Danielle Hall, an 8th and ninth grade English teacher, and I blog at teachnouvelle.com. Today we're discussing On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Bree Jackson isn't interested in the prescribed future of college and career her mother has in mind for her. All she wants to do is follow her passion and talent and become a hip-hop artist like her late father. After a triumphant debut at The Ring, a local venue for rap battles, Brie is ready to rise to the top. Unfortunately, the world has its own ideas about how a teenage black girl is expected to act. She faces relentless racism and oppression just for being a normal high school girl, even without the reputation she gets for rapping. Will Brie be able to stay true to herself and follow her dream? So, Danielle, what did you think? So I have been looking forward to this book for a really long time. Um, Angie Thomas had like a breakout debut with The Hate You Give. She got a movie deal and this book actually got pushed back in terms of publication and release because she was on set all the time. So I've been seeing like buzz about this on her Instagram and out there in Bookstagram for a long time and it's finally here. I really liked it. I thought it was lots of fun. I liked Brie. I liked all the supporting characters. Really a fun book. What did you think, Amanda? I also really loved it. Uh, One thing in particular I loved was the way that Brie really cared about rap. We have done a lot of books where the main characters have passions and interests and things like that. And sometimes it's very front and center and sometimes it's less so. And I just loved how it was constantly a touchstone for Brie. Like she would hear a word and if she didn't want to think about it, she would just go through and find the rhymes, like, and just roll words around in her head to find rhymes. And I really loved all of the rap elements in the book. You know how we talked about that thing where characters anagram sometimes? Yes. I feel like she was doing that. Yeah. It's like a similar thing. Yeah. And... I love how hard she worked. Like, it was really obvious that she had all of this work behind her in getting good. It wasn't just, like, something she fell into. It was something that she, like, planned on being good at, was passionate about, and worked for. Yep. And you definitely saw a lot of it, like you said. So she's got this mentor in her Aunt Pooh, um, who is... Mentor is a strong word. (laughs) But that's what she calls her in the book. She says mentor. Oh, does she? Okay. But it ends up being a strong word. Um, but it's definitely like Pooh who like tells her to be tough. And Pooh is her cheerleader at the beginning. And then we can talk more about the evolution of that relationship later. But Bree says, she said I'd have to do double the work to get half the respect. On top of that, I got to be just as cutthroat and I better not show weakness. You know, she's talking about being a girl that raps, being a young girl that raps. Yeah, it's not easy to be a female rapper. Like, there's not 
a lot of them that are as famous as the male rappers because they just don't have as many of the opportunities. But the ones that are famous like are excellent because they had to be really good, just like Ampu said. Brie also has this baggage of her father who was killed by gun violence and he was a rapper who was famous in their neighborhood. And I didn't really like get a sense of how famous he was outside of their neighborhood. I don't think he was at all. I mean, they mentioned like underground hip hop artist or rap artist. I can't remember, but it did not seem to extend past the neighborhood, the ring. Um, by the way, we didn't mention this is also set in the same neighborhood as The Hate You Give. And the events of The Hate You Give are actually mentioned. Like Brie talks about how there's been this shooting in the last year and there were a lot of riots in the neighborhood there's Um, still stores that haven't recovered um there's a heavy police presence in the neighborhood that wasn't as present before but obviously like was present because that those that like precipitated the events and the hate you give right but it's amped up right as have the tensions So her dad had this legacy. And so like throughout the book, people are like, oh, you're you're carrying the mantle. You're like taking the torch. And she's like, I'm lighting my own torch. This is my thing. Mine. I just just happened to be Lawless's Lawless's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Loved it. She lives with her mom, Jay, and her brother, Trey. And she and her mom have this really contentious relationship because her mom was a drug addict and is clean now. But, you know, Brie was raised by her grandparents for eight years. I don't think it was really contentious. I mean, I think that she and her mom had sort of like a an understanding going on. But I mean, I think that their relationship was not as at each other's throats as some other books that we've read or other child-parent relationships. It's just because they do have this history, but they don't, like, really fight or get in spats and things like that. Okay. So contentious was the wrong word, but, like, it is there. It is a tension. Yes. And I thought that this was really well done in the presence of the grandparents. So they're Lawless's parents. So they're Jay's in-laws. And they are, like, especially the grandmother, there is a constant reminder that, like, yeah, we raised Brie for eight years and, like, we have a claim over her because of that. Yeah, I think that felt very real to me for sure. So I, when I was a child, I was in a similar situation. Not, like, very similar, not as far as, like, drugs and that sort of thing, but I was raised by my grandparents for a while when my parents were not living in the house. And just the way that that really shapes um parental and grandparental relationships especially in the high school years when it's sort of this uh we stepped in when you didn't kind of thing uh that felt very real to me as far as just how tense that relationship could tend to be and the grandmother and grandfather dealt with it very differently i feel like the grandfather had a lot of grace for jada and the grandmother had like no grace for her gave her no quarter yeah she was like really the tv mother-in-law like you know what i mean (laughs) never be good enough for my son and then you left her children and it really reminded me (laughs) of ruby and blackish except like there was no humor in it but like yeah ruby cuts down Bo at every opportunity but like obviously it's a comedy so the things so it's real absurd yeah 
one thing that really struck me about the book was the way they portrayed Brie as being a very normal teenage girl who does normal teenage girl things like rolls her eyes and gets sent to the principal's office for it and gets suspended for it. And I thought that was so crucial to put in there because that is what happens to black girls in high school. Um, And Danielle, you might have more insight on this as a teacher and as a person who read Push Out, which is all about black girls being shoved out of the classroom through these disciplinary measures. Did you have thoughts on it? Yeah, I thought that was really important to include. It really underscored the fact that Brie was dealt with differently by her teachers and the administration than her white classmates would have been in the same situation. Push Out by Monique Morris is an excellent book that not only outlines the main problems in the school-to-prison pipeline for girls, but shows the larger implications for society and for how those girls grow up. And so I really liked seeing that on the page. And I think that it was really important to the story because, like, Brie makes some bad decisions that we can argue about in the spoiler section. Oh, I we're know, gonna. I know you don't agree with me. <laughs> but, like, her rolling her eyes when she doesn't like the book they're reading in class is not a bad decision, and she shouldn't be sent to the principal's office. Right. So, loved that. And with that, friends, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll share about things we like a latte, and then we'll return to our discussion of On the Come Up and dig a little deeper. friends, we're in episode 44, and it's time to get real. We need your support to keep making this podcast happen. One easy way to show your love is to order our book choices through our affiliate links. Up next, we'll be discussing We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor Mejia. Pre-order this book through our link in the show notes and help us keep bringing you great content. Happy reading! Welcome back, y'all. It's time for Things We Like a Latte. Danielle, what's your brew of choice this week? Well, Well, Amanda. Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Danielle. Well. Well. Uh, So I'm reading this book called The Firebrand and the First Lady by Patricia Bell Scott. And it is, it's not like a dual biography, but it is an exploration of the friendship between Polly Murray and Eleanor Roosevelt. And it's partially told through letters and partially told through prose. But it's so awesome that I got to kind of co-read that with On the Come Up because I think that Polly is exactly what Brie will be like when she's older. Polly is fierce and like ready for social justice and does not back down. And when she sees injustice in the world, she writes about it and she uses her words as her weapons to make change happen. And she basically, like, schools Eleanor Roosevelt on being a good person. And I'm just, like, really digging this book. Nice. The Firebrand and the First Lady by Patricia Bell Scott. How about you, Amanda? What's your thing you like a latte? Well, I read a great article that I think fits really well with this book on the Black Youth Project, which is a blog website. Blog site. Blog site. (laughs) Not sure exactly how they'll classify themselves, but there's great stuff on there. And one of the articles that I read this week was 
the anti-blackness of believing there's no support for queerness in the hood by benji hart and it's basically a long article about how the author lives in this neighborhood in chicago that is black and poor and the strongest figure in this neighborhood for many people is this queer older black woman and there are many queer and trans folks living in this community and it talks a lot about how this whole idea of the black community being homophobic or transphobic and these kinds of things are very rooted in like ideas of white violence and replacing black queer spaces with white queer spaces and the violence of gentrification and how this narrative feeds into that in a large way. And I found it absolutely fascinating because I had never thought about it in those terms before. And I really appreciated reading this article and reading their perspective about how this affects them on their day-to-day lives as far as having this idea that blackness is anti-queer and how that erases black queer folks, black trans folks, and how that is not an acceptable way to think and frame conversations, particularly about violence against trans women, which is most often perpetrated on trans women of color. I thought this was really relevant for this book, too, in particular, because you have all of these great queer characters who are part of the community. And the way that they worked into this community, I thought it was really great to have this article right on the heels of that. So that is The Anti-Blackness of Believing There's No Support for Queerness in the Hood by Benji Hart. That sounds really interesting. I'll definitely have to check that out, especially because we had some conversations about black queerness last week. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll return to our discussion of On the Come Up. The rest of the show will contain spoilers, so if you're leaving us here, keep in touch on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We'll be back! Welcome back, y'all, to the YA Cafe. We're continuing our discussion on On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. If you haven't read this yet, we want to warn you again that this segment will contain spoilers. Spoilers! Too late. It's too late. (laughs) Okay, so here is our kind of main dispute that we started having a couple days ago. (laughs) And we've been fighting ever Ever since. since. (laughs) Okay. So Brie releases the song called On the Come Up, and she talks about how people are going to perceive her as a hood rat or as like, quote, all these things are in quotes, right? As ghetto or a thug, quotes, all quotes, um, no matter what she does. And so... You know, she talks about getting thrown down by the security guards at school and how she wasn't doing anything, but how their racism and their violence against people of color just like led them to do that because of their assumptions about her. Okay, sorry, that was like really long, but important because that's like the crux of the book. And so she releases this song that kind of says, well, if you're going to think I'm going to be like that, like, here's what you're thinking. And she, in her song, she has, like, violence in her lyrics and things like that. And she's basically saying, like, I'll get back at you. But she knows that she's intending 
to talk about how they are perceiving her and not like the reality of her life. Everyone around her is like, you can't say that because people are going to think that that's like how you are. But like Brie is an artist. She is creating a piece of art that is also a social commentary. And it's not her responsibility to ensure that people don't immediately think that she's like ratchet or a hood rat or whatever. Like she is an artist. She's creating a work of art. She has every right to do so. And by all accounts, it's a really good work of art. And the people that understand it, understand it. So I don't think that she should get the choice of creating good art taken away from her just because of how the world's going to view her. I mean, I think that that's definitely like an interesting point and valid. But at the same time, like people who know her and know her best intentions, but also know the community like Pooh and Malik and Trey, her brother, you know, they're saying like, don't do this. Don't put your name on this because that's not how you are. And she loves and respects those people, but she disregards their advice completely. And like, it turns out poorly for her. And then, you know, she sees the six-year-old rapping her lyrics about carrying guns and being violent. And she like is shocked. Kind of, it's like a gut punch. Like, oh my God, like this is exactly what they said would happen. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's, unfair to point out that like kids were wrapping it as like evidence that she made the mistake because not everything is created for children you know like she can't be responsible for what kids are exposed to in this way you know like I don't think it's fair to hold Brie to this expectation of like you need to say exactly the right thing in exactly the right way like she's angry she has every right to be angry the world has been unfair to her and I think it kind of sucks that the people that you say love her best and know her best and all these kinds of things don't stand in her corner when she's like I'm mad I created this they say oh this is really good but you shouldn't put it out there that's not fair I don't think that's fair to her yeah I get what you're saying it's like it's almost like tone policing. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. She was slammed on the ground by a security guard in her school. Nothing that she says should come even close to that. And I think that she is in an unfair world and the world is unfair to black girls. And I think the people who loved her had the best of intentions telling her not to put this out. And the things that they said were going to happen did come to pass. But I don't think that is a sign that Brie is wrong. I think that's just a sign that the world is wrong. And they knew that. But I don't think that that means that Brie has to mold herself in that way. Well said. Thanks, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, wife. So one thing that I thought was really interesting, like, okay, this was kind of another like bad decision that Brie made. But I think this one's legit. Like she had this moment where she hovered around not her true self. Like, she had this moment where she was trying to decide whether to buy into uh, Supreme, the skeezy manager guy, like, to his vision for how to make her career successful. And Angie Thomas used Common's lyrics from I Used to Love H.E.R. I Used to Love Her. And I thought that that was so cool as an inspiration for this book because it's, you know, it's all about, like, being true to yourself and your poetry versus like selling out and going commercial and lying about yourself Mm -hmm. to like project an image. 
So you mentioned Aunt Pooh versus Supreme. So Aunt Pooh wanting to be her manager versus Supreme wanting to be her manager. Supreme is like the skeezy. He was her dad's manager. Yeah. You know, just your general scumbag manager guy. So I liked this choice that she had to make where both choices were a little bit bad. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) because you had Aunt Pooh who loved her, like clearly wanted the best for her but was real bad at her job. Didn't know anything. (laughs) Had no idea what she was doing versus this highly competent kind of skeezy guy who could definitely get her a lot of money, but (laughs) did not care what happened to her along the way. So I really, I thought that was an interesting counterbalance to each other. I liked having both of them in there and being like, well, Pooh kind of sucks, but Supreme kind of sucks. And I liked like when her mom was like, I'd manage you before I let him manage you. And she was like, nope. Nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) Shut it down. Yeah, parents as managers, that never goes badly. (laughs) But I love her mom's character. She is like fierce and determined. And like, I love when she goes to that school board meeting, speaks up on behalf of Brie, and then asks the superintendent for a job. Like, that's a great. Well, I have your attention. (laughs) And you feel real bad about how your goons manhandled my daughter. Here's my resume. (laughs) Literally gives him her resume on the spot. Yeah, it was great. So she says to Brie, and this is like her criticism of Brie's expression, which we already argued about, but like, you know, here it is in her mom's voice. People are going to assume things about you, about me, no matter what we say or do. But here's the difference between me and you, Brianna. I'm not giving people more reasons to make those assumptions. And... She's just basically, like, cautioning her. I mean, whether or not she is stifling Bree's creative talent, like, you can still receive a word of caution. Like, so there was this middle ground, right? Her mom, like, could have supported her and cautioned her at the same time. And eventually does, right? Yeah, I think they get there. I just really, I really like Bree. I like that she was angry. She has so many reasons to be angry, and I just wish she had more people in her corner. Not only loving her, because clearly she has a lot of people that care about her, but I wanted her to have some more people in her corner who were like, yeah, this is terrible. Let's burn things. <laughs> like, You're you right. You're mean? right. You convinced me. Great. I love when I convince you. You win. Marriage is competition. And I won. <laughs> Marriage is competition. Life advice from the YA Cafe. <laughs> Keep score. All right. So I wanted to talk about something really cute. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, this is a cute thing. I thought you were going to talk about Malik again. And I was like, oh, gross. Okay. 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 So you mentioned Sonny, who is queer, and he is Bree's friend. And he has an online romance. And of course, Bree and Malik are like super skeptical. And they're like, you're getting catfished. And Sonny's like, no, I recently read this book about these two guys who fall for each other over email. Reading that made me go, Maybe this could work for us, too. And he's talking about Simon versus the Homo sapiens agenda. Duh. And here's how I know. Listeners, if you don't know this, Angie Thomas and Becky Albertalli are biffers. Love it. I love it, too. And, like, that moment for me was, like, meta representation. Like, it was, like, talking about the importance of representation in books. But wait, I thought we said that it's Becky Albertalli's canon that somebody is Star's cousin. Bram. Bram is Star's cousin. Yeah. But oh. this is. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this breaks the canon. It breaks it. <laughs> okay. 
So if Bram is Star's cousin... Where does reality end and the book begin? <laughs> How does Simon versus the Homo sapiens agenda exist within the world? Yeah, there you go. Oh, I broke it. wow. Way to go, Amanda. I mean, I'm just saying. We might as well end there. <laughs> this is a great book. However, it breaks the world. So don't read it. <laughs> No, this book is wonderful. I love it. I love Brie. I think that she is a protagonist I want to read more of and be mad at the world with sometimes and read her great rhymes. And I'm so happy that we read this book. Me too. That's our show for today, friends. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review. Happy reading!